Welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. Family life can be crazy and chaotic, so join us as we figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Parent Ed Podcast. My name is Aaron Ng and I'm your host for this episode. In each episode of the Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and much more. We'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us their personal experience and practical ideas. We hope that you'll keep tuning in to learn with us and to grow personally in your journey as parents. In recent years, local newspapers have reported that dads can feel discouraged about being left out in parenting. And notably, as new parents, dads can also feel postpartum blues and depression and need support. The parenthood journeys of fathers are getting highlighted, which I think is great because dads definitely bring something different to the table. We know dads are important in parenting, but do we know how they feel about it? Joining me in today's discussion about the unique role of fathers in parenting is husband and wife pair Marcus and Joy Ching. Marcus was formerly an air traffic controller in the Republic of Singapore Air Force, and he made a career switch to be an educator and is now a year ahead in a local primary school. Joy is a talented musician and entrepreneur who has been running her music education business for the past 20 years. Welcome, Marcus and Joy, to the Parent Ad Podcast. Hi, Aaron. Hello, hi. Hi, welcome, hi. Marcus and Joy. Can I ask you, how long have you been married and how old are your children? Uh, we've been married uh, since... It's 2001, so that makes 19 years. Um, we have two boys. Joash is 17 years old and Joshua is 15 years old. So how does parenting look like these days now that your sons are in you know, secondary school or post-secondary school? Um, it's very different now. In those days when they were younger, it's a lot more uh, the parents being more directive, telling them what to do, what's not so good to do. Uh, but now as they are teenagers, it's very different where you, you don't tell them, rather you engage them in a discussion, you ask them the, about their opinions and uh, having them to have a voice la, in the decisions that we make even as a family. So, you know, Marcus, uh, thanks for sharing about how they, now there's, you know, there's a slight change in the way you parent them, right? But you know, when you were parenting them from when you were a young parent, were there any moments where you felt helpless or maybe even felt, you know, like you didn't do a good job as a father? Um, most definitely, when, when Joash was first born, my first born was uh, really young. Um, I, I kind of had like what we call postnatal blues, la, in the sense that uh, I couldn't manage, I couldn't coax him to stop crying because he was a colic baby. So uh, thank God that we, my mother-in-law was uh, taking care of him as well with us in the house. So every opportunity I had to get out of the house, whenever he cries uncontrollably, I will be out. So my, my mother-in-law will be, you know, just mentioning, hey, Marcus, um, we are running out of soy sauce, for example. And then the next moment, I'll be out of the house to buy the soy sauce. Not, not so much because I want to buy the soy sauce immediately, but rather I want to get away from the crying. Because I felt very helpless. Uh, no matter what I tried, pairing, coaxing, petting him, and, you know, it doesn't work. And, you know, if my wife or my mother-in-law immediately picks up the baby and the baby stops. And somehow you, you feel a bit defeated, you feel helpless. Uh, so then I, one of those ways that I did was to escape from the situation. La. So those were the situations where I really felt very helpless. Joy, at that point in time, do you actually know how Marcus was feeling? 
Or did he tell you about how about how he was feeling about his frustrations and all? Uh, he doesn't have to tell me. I can sense from it, la. <laughs> Yeah, he he shows it, la. I mean, in ways that he tries very hard to actually uh be involved, uh to take care of the the kid. You know, you know, there's this much that he knows how, and there's also this much that I know how. So so many at times, uh, we I mean, we just encourage each other, la. Okay, la. We just try, you know, in in whichever form that we can to uh to take care of this baby, to raise uh, Joesh up, yeah. So we just try our best. <laughs> For, I think giving him space is something which he appreciates. So sometimes you just leave him alone, you know, let him have his me time. So I'll just take over and take over with the baby, yeah. So Marcus, um, you know, you knew that at a point in time, you maybe were still adapting to become a dad, right? Mm. So how did you, you know, um, become better at it or, or what are some steps that you take to to you become a more active or involved dad to, to both your, to your sons? I definitely didn't read any books on how to be a better father. I guess uh, I'm very blessed. I have um, role models around me, my own father, my father-in-law of how to take care of the family. That's one. And also friends around us. Uh, I always remember um, one of our friends uh, who came over to visit uh, Joash when he was a baby and, you know, part of the same church. And then he, he put me one side and he said, how am I doing? And I, I actually, I shared my heart. Lah. He says, I, actually, I feel very helpless. I don't know what to do. And he said something to the, along the lines of, uh, God gave you the baby because he knows that you will be the best father. And so be the best father you can ever be um, without having to set an expectation to be the perfect father. So the best way, if you ask me to prepare, it's really to be hands-on as much as you can, know your limitations, and of course, be open in communicating it with your wife, la, and don't, don't just bottle it up, and then one day it may just break. La. So mm. it's important to have that open line of communication between the spouses. So, you know, uh, research has constantly shown the positive effects on children when dads are involved, and children with involved fathers have fewer behavioral problems, and some even say, you know, even higher IQs with stronger language skills, um, all because of having involved dads. Marcus, is this something you have also observed since you've been teaching children or, you know, with working with children besides your own? I, I guess there was always be this school of thought where it, it, um, having the fathers in the picture will help, especially for young boys, um, where you actually role model what it means to um, be man la, a boy how to behave what are the norms and things like that um, but not saying the fact that you know young ladies young uh, I, I taught children uh, girls who also look up to male figures I think that's important as well I'm not discounting the fact that if they are from single family and things like that but they do time to time to express their need to have a role model as such to know what it feels to have a male role model in a house yeah so I think it's important um, but not the most important. I guess mothers as well, they can actually play that role in leading that role modeling. But I guess if it's a balance, it also helps the father and the mother, the man and the woman in the household to manage expectations or emotions. Especially if one, like me, I'm a quite emotional guy. If I'm emotionally affected, then Joy, who is being the thinker in the family, will take over and you know, steer the ship while I try to find my own direction all my emotions that has been welling up. So I guess to answer your question, yes and no. But I guess more importantly is that 
um, either the, the, the man or the woman in the house, the mother or the father knows what the child needs at that time. You mentioned it, you know, that you are different from Joy in this aspect, right? That you are more the emotional and then she's more of the thinker. So Joy, it, how has your parenting styles, you know, that you might have some differences, right? How do you learn to complement each other in a sense uh, to parent both your, your children? Me and Marcus are very different. Him coming from a military background, he's more like a, a disciplinarian. Uh. Yeah, so he wants everything in order, uh, structured. If you miss this thing, you know, then he will uh, kind of get on his nerves and he will make sure that it happens. So whereas I'm a more free, free spirit kind, okay, so anything goes, uh, anything can, you know, if you encounter something, some difficulties, maybe you just turn around, you know, make a detour and then you probably get there again. Yeah, so being in a creative line, flexibility, being spontaneous. So our parenting style is very, very, very different and it, it helps to communicate. Yeah, there's no one parenting style for even one particular child. So sometimes having a balance of both, uh, it actually complements. So at one time, like, you know, where he will be disciplining the, the child and then after that, um, uh, poor boys, right? So they need a computer. So, <laughs> so I'll step in and then I will listen to them, uh, what they have to say. So, so at least they have um, that cushioning. Um, more importantly is, I think between husband and wife, we should not conflict each other. Yeah, in terms of our instructions, uh, mm. in terms of what we, the message that we want to bring across to our, our boys. So both must agree. La. So I, I, I mean, over the years, we learned, it doesn't mean that, you know, we haven't had made mistakes, you know. We made mistakes along the way. Many, many, kind, many mistakes. You know, there are times when I'm too quick, you know, like, why, why do you say that, you know? Yeah. But over the years, uh, I, I, you know, we start to control, like, okay, maybe he has a reason for saying that to our, our boy, you know. So I start to control a little bit and then we will resolve it in our bedrooms. <laughs> so, so in a sense, um, after hearing and understanding over a season of time, you sort of know where he's coming from and where you are coming from. So from what I hear is that you know, different parenting styles doesn't mean it's a bad thing. If uh, both dads and moms can let go of their personal preference and trust each other that you know, they are meaning the best for their child, I think that would be great. Lah. But you, you can't do it alone, right? You mentioned you can't do it alone. And, but yet at the same time, your marriage will also benefit from this because you are resolving those conflicts yourself. Marcus, can I, can I ask you, what were some practical encouragement or things that Joy did to support you in, in getting you being more involved as a dad? I guess that what she mentioned just now, um, firstly, to let me have my me space. Uh, I, I require that to, to reflect, to think through, because I'm a feeler, right? So I would do all these kind of things. Uh, and then because of that, then it allows me to think early about how, for example, if something, let's say I had disciplined my boy and I, and she takes over and then it allows me to have that space to go and say, hey, have I done it right? You know, could I have done it in a different manner? You know, or was I too harsh? You know, he's not my man in the military. I don't have to say certain things. So things like that was very important. Uh. And one of the other ways that she encourages me is really that, you know, even after I've disciplined the boy, she has spoken to the boy. When she comes in to speak to me as we have our so-called debrief, it's not something that she doesn't come in and say, hey, you did wrong. You should have done this. You should have done this. But rather she comes in and says, hey, you, you know, would, would you have done differently if 
you had known that the boy's feelings were like that, you know. Yeah, so it's, it's not a place where she comes in to accuse me of whether I did right or wrong. But rather, she comes in to give me another perspective. So mm. encourage me by saying, hey, next time, you know, maybe, you know, we can do this together. So that partnership is important, uh, that communication. So it helps me also to then um, be a bit more aware. So now that my boy is a bit older, uh, we realize even in this COVID-19, we spend a lot of time uh, over the meals, chatting. I'm also then beginning to realize, oh, certain things that Joy used to tell me, right? That's, okay, now I better be more mindful. Don't, don't be too quick to say certain things. Uh, let the boys express themselves. So it is that learning process. Uh, and, that, and that whole process of encouraging one another is very important. So you mentioned that there is also a change during this time of COVID-19. So Joy, what do you see in markets that has changed during this season? Maybe his parenting style, did it change or not? Yes. <laughs> now in this COVID-19, we, we see each other, you know, every other day. Not that we didn't see each other previously, but, but the interactions is a lot more. Over time, the communications gets better because... We have meals every every day together, you know, and we start to share. And in our sharing, I noticed, I mean, last time he is, okay, I need to go uh, do my work already. No time already, you know. Or he may, he may come home with a lot of um, burdens or it's a bad day. You know? <laughs> yeah, so it just shows because he's more expressive uh, in, in terms of his whole body language. But now, you know, um, times like this, it allows him to be a little bit uh, calmer in that sense, uh, more controlled. Uh, he, will, he will think, not that he doesn't think before he acts, but it seems right now, uh, over time, I wouldn't say it's just this period of time, but it's over the many years uh, that it's not, it's not short-fused anymore. Yeah. So uh, he still expresses himself, but he would do it a little bit different and more controlled, more patience, I guess. Yeah, it's over a long period of time. Oh, thanks, Joy, for, for sharing that. You know, because sometimes as dads, right, we just feel that this is the way I will do it. But maybe we don't know or reflect that maybe I need to adapt and change because my child is also growing up. He or she is no longer the small boy or girl that we, you know, in the past, they are actually becoming their own person. Uh, the young man or young woman that is growing up already. And they are also learning how to express themselves. Yeah, so, um, you know, for dads who feel sidelined or dads who feel that they've you know, been making mistakes and all, is there anything you would like to say to encourage them, Marcus? Really, I think at the end of the day, uh, something that I also have learned is really um, our children are not looking for perfection in us as fathers. Like, I think they're really looking for us for the affection, the time, the love that you can spend with them and do things with them. Um, like we talked over the meal time, even the last couple of days, and then we asked our boys, you know, what are some things you remember daddy doing with you? It's always about the fun things and you know, the times that we spend with them. So those are important. So don't give up if you don't feel um, perfect or anything. Your children are not looking for that. They're just looking for you to spend time with them. Little time that you have, you know, putting them to bed, playing football with them for that 10, 15 minutes of their day, it makes a lot of difference versus if you think that oh, I must wait for a perfect timing. I must wait for a prolonged period of time to spend time with them. Whatever you have, really just give it to them. Um, they, re they really will remember. They will really honor them as well. It's something that will hold on to them. And hopefully they will pass it on to their own children now when they become dads. So that's uh, my encouragement to the fathers. Then another thing is uh, work with your spouse. Um, communicate open. Be open about it. If you're not 
um, comfortable about certain things, you know, and you, your emotions are affected, share, be open to share. You know, the partnership in the parenting is very critical and you don't walk this journey alone. Uh, it's together. Maybe it's, I can add on a, a line or two. Yeah. I find that, um, you know, Facebook will remind you with those photos, uh, very cute photos with posts. 10 years ago, 7 years ago. So, so he, he wants to bring back those memories of Coco uh, hugging, you know, Titi, or, you know, the kind of cute smiles and all these things. He, he will repost it in our family chat just to remind the boys, hey, you know, yeah, uh, care for each other you know, or um, of the good times that we share as a family, you know. Yeah. So these are little things, even though he's a very busy man, you know, with uh, his work and things like that, but these are things that seep into uh, the family and I really appreciate him for that. that that's, a, that's a good tip for our audience, you know, all the memories that you've had of your children, whether is it a Facebook memory or is it a, a, a photograph that you've taken before, yeah, it's a great idea to share in your family chat to remind your, your children about the times that you've seen them grow the milestones that they've had, right? So, Joy, what do you think you've learned from letting go you know, and allowing Marcus to, in a sense, step up? What, what are some things that you've learned for yourself? I think the important thing is not to hold on to what you think is the only way and it's the right way uh, because there's no one right way. So sometimes we may think that um, our husbands, whatever their way could be, is not the best way. Yeah. Uh, that you think it is for the child, but just know that it is his best way of expressing his love for the child. So it's not really like there's one way of doing things, but it's really learning to let go, uh, learning to respect him as a person, as his part in playing his role as a father. Yeah. Uh, whatever it may turn out, you know, it, it may end up a mess even, okay? I mean, it may not end up the way you think it's is, it is supposed to be, right? Yeah. But at least there's this bonding. Uh, and I'm sure if he chooses to do this, this particular way, uh, he will definitely not leave a mess for you to wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just let them be who they are and uh, give them a, a time to bond with the boys and let the voice of the father be an important part right from the young. Right from young. Because sometimes it's so difficult uh, that if we don't let go of this thing and we start to so-called uh, caught over the, the the growth and the parenting of our, our child. And when they grow up, they only hear one voice. Mm. And that's actually quite uh, skewed and, and not healthy for the child's growth as well. So in the developmental growth, right from the start, you know, yeah, start planting opportunities for the father to play a part so that when they grow up, yeah, uh, things is as per normal. Nothing has changed. Yeah, not like, all of a sudden, 180 degrees. Okay, now you don't listen to me, you listen to your father, you know, that kind of thing. So Marcus, you know, we are running short of time. What is one thing you want to say to encourage the dads out there? Don't give up. You're, you know, you're, you're the best dad for your kid. And also really, I have accountability, not just to your spouse, but also to, uh, if you have possibly a, a group of brothers who you can also turn to yeah, sometimes it's tough, right? When you have a, this argument with your wife and you still must ask her for her opinion. I think that's important. Um, you don't walk this journey alone. La, so that's important to, to let every father know. Don't, don't feel helpless. Turn around, look for a friend. Um, or, or if you can't, then at least you can go back, cool down already. Then you go back, speak to your wife again and 
really speak your heart. Don't be reserved into saying, oh, I'm afraid I will hurt her feelings, but rather I'm sure when you tell her honestly that, you know, I really need to speak and, and get this off my mind so that, or rather off my chest so that uh, I can learn to be a better father and have that acknowledgement that we are all growing, we are all learning. There's no uh, one manual to be a father, one manual to be a mother, or, you know, we are all learning all the time. So we are anticipating that even with uh, the boys growing into young adulthood, we're going to be another chapter that we have to learn. We have to manage different issues that will come along the way. So Joy, in view that Father's Day is coming up, what would you like to say to encourage Marcus? You're not perfect, but you're the best father for our boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sid, that's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you, Marcus and Joy, for being with us. All right, thank okay, you. Thank, thank you, you Aaron. It's a pleasure. Bye. Focus on the Family is running a Father's Day campaign from the 11th to 22nd of June. So do visit our website at www.family.org.sg slash strongerwithdad for resources and activities to appreciate and affirm the dads in our midst. There's also a digital activity that children can do to present a report card to their dads. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Do click the subscribe button to be updated for our next episode of the Parent App Podcast and help us to share this with other parents as well. This has been Aaron for the Parent App Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy and have a great week with your family.